uh, Mark 14. So Jesus is, uh, has been arrested and uh, he's before the religious leaders and uh, this is an account of Peter. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You were also with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about. And he went out into the entryway. When the servant girl who saw him there, uh, she said again to those standing around, this fellow is one of them. And again, he denied it. And after a while, those standing near said to Peter, surely you're one of them, you're a Galilean. And he began to call down curses on himself. And he swore to them, I don't know this man. I don't know the man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed the second time. And then Peter remembered the words that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. So uh, hopefully uh, uh, during the Bible reading, uh, you were able to pick up uh, the, the whole core of what was going on. We're obviously continuing in Mark's Gospel, and in this Bible reading it was clear, and the title and the topic today is all about Peter, Peter denying Jesus Christ. Uh, and so that's where our, our thoughts are headed right now. And as we come to that, uh, I don't know if you remember a story back in 1999. Uh, it was in April of 99, and there was a terrible massacre that took place. It was at the Columbine High School. And this young lady, Rachel Scott, she was central to us. She was a teenage girl in America, and she was someone who loved Jesus. And she was trying to show love to her schoolmates and her classmates, trying to show love and compassion in her school environment. She was trying to reach the unreached. She had a heart for people around her uh, at that young age as a teenager. But there were two very different students at that school who were full of anger and hatred and they went to school in a very violent mode one day with some guns. And they targeted Rachel to start with. She was outside having lunch and she was um, shot and she was in pain and they came up and they asked, one of them asked her, mocking her faith, do you still believe in God? And her answer was, yes, yes. And then they sadly decided to take her life uh, in that moment. Later on, they found a prayer journal with a bullet hole in it. Thirteen victims that day, it was a very sad day. But there was something that shone through brightly. And of course, it was Rachel's faith willing to stand strong, willing to stand firm in Jesus, even though death was in front of her. She's a beautiful picture of someone standing strong in faith when tragedy or, or heartache was at the door. Her faith shone through. And we see the exact opposite in our Bible reading today. We see Peter is being questioned. And we say, who was questioning Peter? It was a servant girl someone of low importance in society. It wasn't a religious leader, it wasn't a Roman soldier or a Roman official. No, it was a servant girl. And she questions Peter 
about whether he knows Jesus. And Peter, in that moment, has to make a choice. Is he going to claim allegiance to Jesus, even though it could mean the end of his life? He could end up in prison, or is he going to deny Jesus and try to make himself safe in the short term? Make himself safe before men. And of course, the passage is clear. Peter failed Jesus big time. Three times, his words and his actions, they're all about denying Jesus. Three times, he rejects Jesus who has blessed him so much. This is a big time failure. Peter had a calling over his life. You might remember at the start of the Gospels, Jesus says, follow me. And Peter had been following him. He was living out that calling. And now he denies Jesus in that, in that calling that he had over his life. Earlier that same day, Peter had already said that he would not give up on Jesus no matter what. He wouldn't give up, he claims. And in verse 31, as I've highlighted there, Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. Peter had been so bold that very day earlier on. But the reality we see are that these words are empty. They sound so bold, but they're not backed up with action. They're hollow. They're false. Because when Peter is put on the spot, when he is accused of being just a follower of Jesus, he says, of course, that he doesn't even know him. Earlier on in the Garden of Gethsemane, all the disciples scattered as Jesus was arrested. None of them remained. Peter had pulled out his sword, but that was the limit of any sort of sticking up for Jesus. They all had abandoned Jesus and he was taken away on his own. No one was with him. And Peter is only watching from a distance, scared. And as we saw in the Bible reading, as the servant girl comes and asks him, in verse 68, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entryway. Peter, showing a complete lack of knowledge of even knowing Jesus. This is a complete denial. He says it in two ways. I don't know and I don't understand. He's trying to completely step away from Jesus at this time. Peter, this bold leader, is so quick to deny Jesus at this time. And the process continues. Verse 70, again, he denied it. Verse 71, he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Three rejections predicted by Jesus taking place and immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken to him. That rooster crows, cock-a-doodle-doo. It's probably a bit louder than that. But of course, Peter realized at that rooster crow, that was the significant moment in some sense, that he realizes that he's failed Jesus Christ. This bold spokesman, this bold leader who has been lifting up Jesus time and time again is now denying Jesus. And this 
troubled man starts to break down and weep. This grown man who was so bold earlier in the day is now crying and weeping. He felt terrible. He felt inwardly, he knew that he had let Jesus down. He had failed him. In his own human strength, as try as he might, he couldn't do it. He has failed. And in Luke's Gospel, we read that Jesus even turns to Peter as the rooster cried. They actually encountered each other's eyesights. And you can only imagine what effect that had on Peter's heart as he realized the extent of his betrayal of Jesus at this time. And this is a sad story. The betrayal of Jesus has a lot of weight to it. But this is a story that we can relate to. Because there are times when we as people, we let Jesus down. We let him down. In fact, I know that we can all relate to to fallen characters in movies and books. Characters that aren't perfect because we relate to them because we've messed up as well. We've made mistakes. And so we relate to Peter in this story. Because we too have made bad choices. We too have let Jesus down. Maybe as we follow Jesus or, or decided that he's the real deal, maybe then we've gone on to steal something. Maybe we've got drunk. Maybe we've decided to, to gossip. Maybe we've got really angry in a situation. Maybe we've joined in with the crowds with something that's not healthy. These are all things that I can say, I've done that. I'm at times of no way being perfect. And so I relate completely with what Peter is going through, that feeling of hurt before God. And then there are times when we deny Jesus. Someone might ask, you don't go to church, do you? We might deny him. You don't really believe in that Jesus stuff. Somehow we deny him. It's more convenient for us. Or other times we deny Jesus because we make a big deal about what we've achieved and we fail to acknowledge that Jesus has helped us on this journey. We take the the self-ownership. And so as we reflect over our lives, we have to be honest. We realize that we too, like Peter, are hurting inside. We realize that we are sinners before God and that we have let God down. Deep down, we know that we've failed and it hurts. I'm sure we've all been there when we feel really dreadful. Maybe we weep like Peter because we've realized that we haven't even failed people. Even worse, we've failed God in His greatness. And so there's a heaviness to it. It hurts deeply. But the good news, of course, is that there's a way forward. There's a way forward as we acknowledge those sins before God, as we repent of those sins and we ask for forgiveness. Because Peter's journey doesn't stay there weeping. Peter gets a fresh start. And that is something for us to rejoice in. Peter is given a fresh start, a new beginning. And as we read on, that's exactly what we see. Because Peter's denial is not the end. It's significant, but it's not the end. And this is good news for you and for me. Because if Peter... This bold spokesman, if he found forgiveness over this terrible situation where we denied Jesus as he went to the cross, if Peter found forgiveness, then we too, we can find forgiveness. 
And indeed, we see a wonderful picture of this in John's Gospel. We see Jesus actually seeking out Peter. Peter had gone out fishing. He'd gone out uh, fishing uh, and Jesus came and spoke to him and reinstated his calling. They were actually eating, as it says in verse 15, John 21. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? meaning the people or the fish? Yes, Lord, he says. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. What a change we see in Peter who was weeping to now Peter who is claiming allegiance to Jesus and is getting a call on his life to go and feed Jesus' lambs. Threefold repetition that hurts. It hits Peter's heart because he realizes everything that's going on. He's denied three times and now three times he gets a calling. A call to follow Jesus again, to serve God's children now. It's a call to take this good news of Jesus out to others. And this time the calling is extra special because it comes with a full enabling by God's Holy Spirit. Because Peter going forward is going to look a lot more like Rachel Scott, uh, who's going to be someone who's going to stand strong in immense persecution he's going to stand strong for jesus when it gets tough because god is going to help him and enable him and peter is going to be full of god's grace and he's going to be so thankful romans 5 20 but where sin increased grace increased all the more the good news about god's kindness and favor is even when we've hit rock bottom even when we feel that we've gone so far away there is always God's love and kindness to receive us again, to forgive us, to give us an embrace that only God can give because God is full of love. God forgives us, all of us. That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. And so if Peter found that complete forgiveness, we can find that complete forgiveness. In Romans 8, chapter 1, it says, there is no condemnation now for those in Christ Jesus. None. None at all, completely washed clean by what Jesus has done. And this is good news. Good news, and it leads us into that calling now. A quote from Rick Warren. God loves to bring good out of bad. He loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections. Every obstacle is an opportunity. Every problem has potential. Every crisis is an opportunity for ministry. Every hurt God wants to use for His glory. I can relate to this, I don't know if you can, where there's been heartache in our lives or there's been brokenness and God turns it around for goods. He helps us to get alongside someone who's hurting. He help, uses our weaknesses to assist others. It's amazing how God can work all things for His goods. That's what God does. It's incredible. We deny Jesus and yet He uses that denying then to lead us on to passionately serve Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful blessing that God never gives up with us. He has a plan for us and He invites us into, us, into that calling. And that, of course, is God's grace at work in our lives. It's a blessing, taking that bad and taking it to the good. We thank Him for that. But as we come to Easter, I also want us to put our our feet inside Jesus' feet. Try to reflect upon Jesus for a moment. 
because some stuff was going on in Jesus' life at this same time. Because if we put ourselves in Jesus' shoes, we see that without a doubt that Jesus is rejected by all people as he embraces that cross. We could say, who stood forward at this time for Jesus? Who stood forward? Exactly. No one stood forward as he was embracing his Father's will, that cross. He was rejected by the religious leaders. Absolutely. They wanted him gone. They wanted him dead. He's rejected by the Jewish people at Broads. What about the soldiers at this time? They mocked Jesus. Pilate even found him innocent and yet ordered him to be crucified. And the closest. It's always hurtful when people reject you, but what about your closest? Those that have been with you for that whole journey, the 12. Judas has already betrayed him and now Peter is denying him at these final moments. This bold spokesman and now he is denying Jesus and Jesus knew all about it. It's incredible how far the rejection goes when it comes to the cross. Everyone turned their face away to Jesus. But as Jesus goes through with the cross, everything he does is perfect. It's full of integrity. It's full of truth. It's full of of God at work. Just before Peter denies Jesus, Jesus is on the trial before the religious leaders. And I'm going to read that. So verse 61 Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. What a remarkable man that would declare such words while his life was on the line. This is no easy achievement. Jesus stands in perfection with his words, full of truth, And the others, Peter, everyone else, they're failing Jesus time and time again, rejecting God's Son, rejecting God's ways. Jesus shines out as being perfect. And of course, this is a pointer to the fact that love has made a way. The cross of Jesus Christ is God's love to you and to me. Jesus was rejected by all, all people. And yet Jesus died to save us out of love. Incredible love. No greater love can be found than the cross, where Jesus willingly went through all the suffering, all that it entailed, rejected by mankind, rejected by his disciples. He died to save us. Love has made a way. And my hope is that this Easter, that we will get a hold of what Jesus has done. We will get a hold of God's love in a more profound way that we will just partake of the cross in a deeper sense and that we somehow come to grasp with what Jesus has done and how we are forgiven. That we will find that peace that only comes from knowing God. There is wonderful power in the cross of Jesus Christ because love has made a way. Let's pray. Our loving Father, we come before you, acknowledging that we, like Peter, have failed. We, like Peter, have sinned against you. We admit our failure before you, and we ask for your forgiveness. We marvel at the cross. 
We marvel at all that Jesus went through. We marvel that he died in our place. Help us this Easter to reflect in a deeper way on what Jesus accomplished. Thank you for your love that has made a way for us. And we praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand and we'll sing.